Hey guys, welcome, welcome, welcome um, to episode 10. You know, I can't believe it. We're at 10 episodes. Um, you know, the podcast has been going for exactly a month tomorrow. And the growth that we've achieved in just 30 days has been mind-blowing to me. Um, we started out really with nothing. And we have hundreds of listeners now. And so much support and you know we, we have viewers from all around the world in 10, 10 distinct countries that are in, in different spots all around the globe so I want to thank you guys for your support I want to thank you guys for supporting the uh, people that, that helped me make the show and keep being fans keep fighting the good fight keep putting America first and uh, not letting the globalists win <laughs> So thank you guys. You know, there, there's more to come. There's definitely going to be so much more content. And I'm so excited for the continued growth of this because, you know, it's been a tough time in my life. And having this podcast has been a good outlet for me to be creative and um, share the news, share the facts, share the stories and keep listening. But, you know, so today's episode, I... I originally wanted to talk about um, the uh, Truth Social uh, because it's such a great idea and it's super exciting and I've a actually already um, made my account on it <laughs> and I'm excited to see all of you patriots there as well but you know I and we, we I actually recorded a whole episode on that but it you know, with, with all these things going on in the past two weeks, whether it be the Durham report, um, Canadian patriots fighting against Trudeau's tyrannical mandates, and now um, overshadowing all of that is this skirmish, this war between Ukraine and Russia. And Russia. So I'm going to put that on the back burner a bit. When more people get access to Truth Social... I think I'll release that episode because it's a great episode. I had a lot of fun making it, and we kind of talk, kind of talk about how, you know, who better to lead our conservative move, movement online than than the greatest president of our lifetimes, Donald J. Trump. And it's it's a lot of fun. It's a great episode, great content. You guys will like it. But you know, more things to me right now seem more pressing. And, you know, I've kind of talked about some Ukraine stuff, some Russia stuff in some of the prior episodes, whether it be about why this has happened, um, some effects of what's happening, stuff like that. But I was re doing some reading today and I had an inspiration. You know, when we look at when we look at this conflict a lot of us are saying to ourselves and thinking to ourselves, why did this happen? Whether it be uh, globalist interference, whether it be uh, Biden's weakness against Putin, whether it be the fact that uh, the Afghanistan debacle, leaving billions of dollars of gear and leaving Americans behind whether it be the pussification and wokeification of our military with Marxist concepts and transgender ideology, whether it be that 
fuck Joe Biden, man. He's a doddering, old, weak fool who's made blunder after blunder. And all of those things are true. But the big... So one of these things, right? Um, what I believe the biggest thing that's being underrepresented, not talked about enough um, for these... Um, of these issues of why this Ru Russia and Ukraine deal is happening is the the climate goblins, <laughs> the, um, the the climate hysteria, the climate change hoax, the climate bullshit, whatever you want to call it. Um, these green energy bullshit policies are a huge factor into why uh, this Russia and Ukraine conflict is happening. And, and what I want to do today is just kind of go through the reasons why. So the very first thing, one, one, you know, despite um, the media crime, the leftist hoax media crime, Russia, 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 Trump was actually very, very tough, tough on Russia. Um, the administration did numerous things to um, kind of push Putin into a corner whether it be selling javelin missiles to the Ukraine, um, shooting down Russia-backed Syrian forces, um, putting actual tough sanctions on the Russian country. There were a lot of things done. Um, I'm not going to go into all of those now because that's not the focus on the episode, but you could look it up for yourself. It's a, it's a good read. Um, one of the things that Biden did, I mean, he, he just went back on it now, and blocked it, but kind of too little, too late, was allowing the Nord Stream pipeline to go to go from Germany to Russia. Um, Trump blocked that, and Biden immediately reversed it. What that does is it, it allows Germany to get all of their oil from Russia, giving giving Russia billions upon billions of dollars and empowering them. Now you may ask, why doesn't Germany have their own energy? Why, did, why can't Germany have oil for themselves? And, and the reason is this. The, the globalist energy hysteria knows no bounds. You, you look at this country less than a year, a little over a year ago. We were finally energy independent which which means I've spoken about that a lot, and you hear that a lot. But what it, the definition of energy independence is this: we were exporting more bat barrels of oil than than we were importing, and you you see that with the gas pumps, you see that with um, costs of heating and cooling. You know, we were in a, a fantastic energy situation under President Trump. You know, we had a fantastic pipeline that was ready to be built, the Dakota Access, which was going to provide um, tens of thousands of jobs and and boost our energy supply even more than it already was, just le leading to economic and fuel prosperity. But pretty much the entirety of the European Union, so you have... Uh, you have Germany, you have Belgium, you have Luxembourg, you have France, Spain, all of these countries. And they've all tried to, um, and failed miserably, 
enacting supposed green energy policies. But yet, you know, obviously the 98% of this climate stuff is bullshit. But if you really wanted to um, have real sustainable energy, you would go nuclear. There are no emissions and it lasts forever. But no, liberals are too stupid and they want to just do things their way. Which leads us into another point, right? A lot of these liberals, is it some sort of, for the dumb ones, like your AOC and your progressive Democrats, I'm pretty sure a lot of it is, you know, based on guilt, misplaced, leftist guilt, that, oh, we have to save the earth, whatever the fuck that they say. But for the, the people in power, your UN people, your Joe Biden people, there's a much more nefarious thing at play here. Not to mention, 98%... No, honestly, I'm going to change that. 100% of any all of these policies that people want to do will have no impact in improving any of the environment. Not to mention that, I, that you're getting more ice caps that are regrowing refreezing I don't I don't know how it works but um, the ice caps are coming back um, you know you have the Green New Deal which is financially irresponsible at best and retarded at worst um, pretty much every single one of those policies um, not to mention taxing and destroy destroying our economy um, are are so stupid because if solar, solar and get solar solar power and wind power can't support any of these energy policies, and the the other thing is is that if you care so much about the climate, uh, to make to make these electric cars and to make to make these electric power stations, we're mining cobalt and lithium in mines from China which the environmental impact of that is far, 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 far worse than any gasoline or any, whatever they complain about. Um, getting the batteries from these things is far worse to the environment than anything that, that they propose. But the nefarious thing is this, you know, in the UN, a lot of it is controlled by Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum, where they they want to they want to change society, mold it in their own image. And here is a list of people. Search up Agenda Twenty Thirty, if you don't believe me. It talks about COVID. It talks about um, imposing tyranny on people's individual rights. But here, I'm going to pull up a list. Now I'm going to read you some of the people that are part of the World Economic Forum. Because it's pretty eye-opening. So, you know, there, there's tons of names here, but uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to tell you some of the notable ones. So the, big, the first big one is Zuckerberg from Facebook. You have Liana Wen, who, the, that, that Chinese globalist uh, mouthpiece of COVID policy. You have Jagmeet Singh, 
fucking named Jagmeat. Um, part, part of part of Trudeau, Trudeau's block of politicians. You have Ibramex Kendi in charge of, I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's in charge of all this anti-racist, um, critical race theory, uh, div- divisive Black Lives Matter garbage. The head of Uber, Pierre Cody, the global head of BlackRock, who is buying up properties at, faster than pretty much any 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 company in the history of the world. Search Larry Fink if you want to get more information on that one. The head of the head the head of Amazon Web Services, Ruba Borno. And the chief sustainability officer from Google. So think about this. You have all these powerful people on one side trying to shape a new agenda. And as I've said before, most of these climate policies aren't based on science. They devalue a country's sovereignty. They cause them to become weak and lack independence on their own accords. Every single one of these climate policies that people want to enact directly impact you as a citizen of the United States, whether it be whether it be taxing you by miles of your car, whether it be putting trackers in your car, which the Biden administration wanted to do. And even more nefariously, whether it be crippling governments along the world, all over the world, with their failed and regressive policies. What, whatever little... impact that any of this climate change is sovereignty, freedom, and national prosperity is far more important. You look you look at one of the you look at the mouthpieces of this movement. Greta Thunberg, the autistic child, backed by Sor- Sor- Soros and World Economic Forum NGOs, Al Gore, who's been saying the same shit for years and none of his predictions have come true. John Kerry, the, the most corrupt man with ties to Ukraine, China, among others. This is not about the environment. This, this is about global control. So I tell you, patriots, keep burning oil, keep burning gas. If you really want to change the environment and you really want to make a difference, go nuclear. Because green is bad, prosperity is good. Energy prosperity and 
energy independence is one of the easiest ways a country could assert its power and sovereignty while respecting the rights of its citizens. Going green does none of those things. And more than ever, think about it. Had we not been uh, reliant on foreign oil and kept President Trump's oil policies, we would have more power on the world stage. It would make us look stronger, unlike Biden, who fumbled the ball on the one-yard line and left us in, in this scenario. When you had the greatest energy national production possibly ever making our own oil, those pipelines, and fumbling it away to get oil from uh, Russia-backed Muslim countries. Not only will you create an energy crisis, raise the prices of fuel, make the cost of living so much higher, but you will weaken yourself on the world stage. And that's exactly what's happened. Like I just said before, green is bad, Energy independence is good. And more than ever, friends, don't let the globalists win. Thank you.